Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 357th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, what a week it was in sports, and I'm going to start with my highlight <clears throat> of the week, which, of course, was the most recent competition, which was Gary Woodland winning his first major last evening, Eastern Time, at... Pebble Beach, under the most difficult circumstances of holding off Brooks Kepka, who, of course, was going for a historic three-peat. And it's really nice to see a name that we know, Gary Woodland, finally break through by winning a major. And again, uh, he went into the round, final round yesterday with the lead and just held it uh, throughout the day. Uh, holding off again just the ever-present Brooks Kepka, who has shown his medal in majors recently. So Gary Woodland, to his credit, withstood the charge and, uh, and walked away with an exclamation point as he had a long birdie on 18 to put the tournament away and really went out in style. It was wonderful being able to watch on a Sunday night until like 10 o'clock Eastern time, live golf from Pebble Beach. I have played the course before, so it was especially enjoyable and memorable for me to, uh, to watch a U.S. Open being played on a course that I, uh, that I once played. So it was just a wonderful, wonderful U.S. Open, there's no place really in the world quite like Pebble Beach. So Fox did a great job. The visuals were just off the charts of the Pacific Ocean. And uh, just really, really special stuff all weekend long. And congratulations to Gary Woodland. Uh, Again, breaking through to win his first major. Been around a while. It's a name we all know. And... uh, Again, he really, uh, he stood tall, to say the least. And I earlier referenced how he held off Brooks Kepka, which brings me to my next big golf item, which is, it's Travelers Week. Down in Cromwell, Connecticut, Travelers Tournament. Uh, I've covered it the last number of years. I'm covering it again this week 
and very much looking forward to it, about a two-hour drive from where I live. And it's a great tournament, and in fact, is the player's choice as their favorite tournament, voted by them the last two years. Uh, so it is just so well run, and the field is fabulous, led by Brooks Kepka, uh, traveling cross-country. He's probably already done it and is probably there, uh, along with uh, other players that will include uh, Jordan Spieth, Francisco Molinari, Phil Mickelson, uh, defending champ Bubba Watson, uh, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, and so some serious, serious names, and just a testament to the tournament itself that uh, all these big-name players, many of them top teners, major winners, uh, traveling across the country, uh, the day, you know, in after participating in the U.S. Open out in California. So it just, again, speaks to how highly regarded this Travelers Tournament is. I can't wait to spend some time there, a lot of time there this week. Uh, it always seems to go down to the final day. Uh, we all remember Jordan Spieth's amazing uh, shot from the sand to win it couple years ago, but there have been other great, great endings as well. It all kicks off. Uh, you know, there'll be practice rounds and whatnot tomorrow, media time, of course. But then uh, on Wednesday is the Celebrity Pro-Am with uh, Connecticut connections and legends such, excuse me, such as Ray Allen, uh, Jim Calhoun, Chris Berman, another Boomer, Boomer Esiason, Doug Flutie, and just a host of other uh, big name, uh, big names, both from the sports and celebrity world, George Lopez, Nick Bonino from the Predators, NHL, uh, and just on and on and on. So it's a great, great take, the Celebrity Pro-Am. In fact, on Wednesday... Bridget Moynihan, the actress, is hosting a mini golf tournament. And then Thursday, play will get started. Goes obviously through Sunday, which will be, uh, again, a history of fantastic finishes. And wouldn't be surprised to see another one. So exciting week, exciting times for golf. And then uh, with the U.S. Open done, that's now three majors completed, the Masters, the PGA, and the U.S. Open. One left, and I'm sure our legion of listeners over in Ireland are starting to get excited because next up will be the Open in Northern Ireland at Royal Port Rush, legendary golf course on the water, on the ocean. And uh, needless to say, with Rory McIlroy, Graham McDowell's in there, former U.S. Open winner at Pebble Beach, I might add. Um, so a lot of local flavor. Uh, there's going to be just amazing uh, pressure on Rory to win that tournament, given he's Northern Ireland's favorite native son. And uh, this tournament sold out quicker than any tournament in the history of golf. Uh, when tickets went on sale, 
many months ago and it is just shaping up to be uh, uh, beyond a memorable event. So we're all looking forward to that. My bizarre story of the week is the Toronto Raptors winning all three games at Oracle in Oakland, closing out that arena and winning their first ever title. And as we speak, the entire nation is celebrating the parade today through the streets of Toronto uh, with the likes of Drake, the team, and millions of others. It's a great day for Canada as the Kings of the North are honored. And it is just uh, perfect weather up there in Toronto. It's live on ESPN2 as we speak, looking right at it. And Toronto is a great city. Went there for the first time last August on vacation and just fell in love with it. So I can only imagine how, uh, how much fun uh, they're having in Toronto. I'm sure they've been celebrating, I'm guessing, since last Thursday night. Uh, the team itself stopped in Vegas on the, for a night or two on the way east from Golden State. And uh, Golden State, all, all credit to them, they really uh, showed the heart of champions as they took it as far as they could take it, uh, especially with the Kevin Durant, Durant injury. And then during the final game, Clay Thompson, who was having a huge game going down with what turned out to be a torn ACL. But again, it's all about the Raptors. They, uh, they deserved it. Winning three games in Oracle is just uh, nothing short of amazing. And what a way to win a title. Well, my low light of the week is, of course, the Boston Bruins and the team and the city of Boston are still feeling the blues after being dominated at home in Game 7 and really what was one of the most disappointing endings to a great postseason run in Boston sports history. Uh, People were still not quite over it. I was at my favorite sports establishment nearby, a true hockey bar, and it was as electric as I've ever seen it. I've watched Super Bowls there, watched the 2011 uh, Game 7 win over Vancouver when the Bruins actually won the Cup, and but not, none of those came close to what was going on last Wednesday night with the excitement level just simply off the charts and just not even a goal was ever scored, a meaningful goal uh, for the overflow crowd to cheer for. It's a beautiful evening. It was inside, it was outside, and a cast of many hundreds. And what really decided it was the second goal by the Blues with seven seconds uh, left in the first period, and it just simply made the lead seemed insurmountable given the way the Blues play. Uh, Again, the disappointment here is still lingering, uh, especially the way the Bruins went out to St. Louis elimination game. Blues up 3-2, and they beat the Blues in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, so the city of Boston was just wild with anticipation of the, the Stanley Cup being won in a Game 7 in Boston for the first time ever in history. So it was just all lined up, but it just didn't happen. 
Game sevens are tricky, and after what we saw in the postseason in general, the finals in particular, uh, it almost feels like home ice uh, is harder to win, as in more pressure, than uh, you know on the home team than the visiting team. We just saw it uh, unfold in game six and seven, but it went on a lot for the Bruins going back to beating Toronto out there in game six. And on and on and on. So hockey clearly is the sport where uh, home home advantage is uh, least important. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, how are you? So glad to be on your show. 
Glad to have you as always. And it's been quite a week since we spoke last Monday and did the show. Uh, we'll call it championship week. Two major championships were decided, uh, needless to say, in NHL and NBA. Uh, of course, everybody here in Boston is uh, still feeling the blues, so to speak, pun totally intended, uh, after <laughs> just Boston's worst nightmare for Game 7, uh, for the first ever Game 7 to win the Stanley Cup being played right here in Boston. And AP was never a game, and I was at a packed, packed hockey establishment that never even had a goal to cheer for. So, again, the the anticipation was off the charts, and the disappointment since then has been off the charts as well. It, it, it kind of won't go away. Um, it's going to take a while to get over this one because, again, the anticipation level was literally off the charts up here. And you lived in New England. You get it. You know, you know how devastating something like this can be, despite all the – championships of recent years uh this one's gonna hurt for a long time yeah john i would venture to say that in new england they might have a library full of books describing (laughs) uh last week exactly exactly it was uh you know i went into the fan fest at the boston garden before game five uh a game that they lost that was when Zdeno Chara returned with the broken jaw, suffered like literally 36 hours earlier. Amazing. And uh, yeah, so it was really, again, you know, that was just uh, off the charts, fun, you know, all the networks broadcasting live, NHL live and whatnot on uh, NBC Sports Channel and on and on and on. AP, I was going to go in for the Fan Fest before game seven. and it was so crazy here in town, go like early afternoon, that you couldn't even get into Boston. Like they closed the streets, traffic was off the charts heading into town. It was just an insane, rabid atmosphere. So I just, uh, frankly, did the smart thing and said, "I'm, uh, you know, I'm not heading into that because I might not get out to, <laughs> to 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 meet friends and family to watch the game seven out here uh, near where I live." So. But it was that kind of a day, and to say it ended, it came crashing down on them would be an understatement. But everybody will get over it, and Boston has, uh, you know, has been very fortunate over the past 18, 20 years with winning championships. So, uh, you, you know, um, again, Boston will get over it. It may take a little time, and all credit to the Blues. They came in here, earned it, and dominated Game seven, to put it mildly. But there was also another championship, NBA. And the Toronto Raptors won all three games at Oracle Arena, the final three games ever to be played at Oracle Arena. I don't think anybody's ever done that. I don't even have to think to know that that would be the case in the Steve Kerr era. And AP, uh, the Raptors are truly the kings of the north. They earned it. And just played great to win three games on the road is just incredible in an NBA Finals and uh, against the defending two-time champs. Granted, affected by injuries, losing Kevin Durant, who only played, whatever, 11, 12 minutes in the series before 
rupturing his Achilles, and then Clay Thompson, who was literally lighting it up in that final game, 30 points through two and a half, uh, well into the third quarter, and then he goes down with an ACL. And Steph Curry said it all when he just bounced the ball hard the minute the injury occurred and then just sat at the end of the court, I'm sure, thinking, like, what else is going to go wrong? This is just, you know, hard to believe. Yeah, it's very difficult, John, to win when all your star players are injured. I mean, you lose one, right. it's more difficult, but you put up a few more shots, your other superstars have to overcome. But, but when Clay Thompson went down, that was all she wrote. There was nothing they could do to compensate. In Toronto, they were headstrong and confident, and they won the championship. It was It was amazing. But some people, I guess, John, before this series, we're predicting Toronto be, because of the suspect health of the Golden State Warriors. So, correct. Um, they were they were they were right. Indeed, they were AP, and uh, you know it's just uh, it was it was amazing to watch the drama with the injuries. Uh, again, not to take away from Toronto, you know, you know, it's tough to win a championship no matter what the circumstances, especially. Again, winning three games in Oracle, including the final one. But, you know, Clay Thompson, who was the best player on the floor in that final game, it was a, I mean, we all were in shock at what we saw happen with Kevin Durant. And Clay Thompson was equally shocking in that he went down awkwardly after Danny Green uh, tried to block his shot. And,. He was writhing in pain, of course, but then as he walked off the floor, uh, they said if he didn't shoot the two foul shots, he couldn't come back in the game. So he turned around, came out, shot the two foul shots, made them, of course, and then was like ready to play. And the Warriors, of course, called a intentionally fouled so they would get a stoppage in play so they could get him off the court. And he basically didn't want to leave AP and, you know, but they forced him to walk back to the locker room. Next thing you know, uh, you see him on crutches walking out and you, and you know, like, and then the announcement, he's not coming back to that game. And then later the announcement that was a torn ACL. So it's crazy because Clay Thompson was ready to play, insisting on playing. He was not happy when he was removed, forced off the court basically insisting that he could play with a torn ACL moments after sinking two foul shots. Just remarkable uh, theater, to put it mildly. Yeah, John, it was incredible that Golden State even made it that far with all the injuries. I mean, Correct. most teams would have it would have been swept you know, four straight. But uh, Golden State, uh, you know, just such a great overall team. Uh, they were able to stay in there for a little while and make it uh, competitive. But once that, that happened um, with Clay Thompson, it was over. Right. In game five, when they were down 3-1 after Toronto won the two in Oracle, games three and four, they're up 3-1. They're playing at home. All of Canada is ready for a victory at home. Kevin Durant goes down. Uh, with clearly <laughs> what was an Achilles and uh, not a not not the calf injury that he'd been forced to miss a month with, and uh, and you know 
Clay and Steph stepped up with gigantic, three gigantic threes near the end of the game. And that was the all-time gut check game for the defending champ Warriors. And then, uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, again, Toronto played great. They earned everything they got. They deservedly are kings of the north and millions of people celebrating them as we speak. But the Clay Thompson injury was just too much for the Warriors or any team to overcome. Again, he was the best player on the court, better than Kawhi for that final game um, until he went down. But again, I can't remember a series with more drama than this AP. I mean, it was just because of the injuries and everything and all of it was just incredible. Like, the storylines were just off the charts, not to mention the GM, Bob Meyer, coming out and basically crying in a news conference after KD was injured post-game, uh, you know, news conference, just stuff you just don't ever see, it seemed, was occurring here. I, I don't think I've ever seen that situation, John, where the general Never. manager is at the podium explaining an injury and had that such emotion. Have you? Never. Never, and the most veteran of veteran reporters, Michael Wilbon and the like, Stephen A. saying the same thing. They've never seen it before. I myself, in the immediate aftermath of the game, Steve Kerr, of course, was the first to speak. He was asked about Durant's injury, obviously. And he said, well, I'm not going to speak to that because Bob Meyer, president of basketball operations, will be coming, uh, coming out to speak to you. And I'm watching that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've never even heard of that before. And we all know what happened when Bob Meyer came out. So it was crazy. Yeah. No, yeah, I've never heard of someone deflect to the general manager to ask about an injury. Um, And I know there was a lot of debate, of course. Should Kevin Durant have attempted to come back? And I think as a competitor, that's your natural inclination and you're being paid a lot of money, and he wanted to fulfill that obligation. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, you, you know, but, but when you add in the, it was one thing for him to come out, highly unusual, but when you throw in the emotion, he was displaying uh, crying. There's no other way to say it. Uh, then you're, you're talking something really uh, that we've never seen before. So... That's, you know, that's how it happened, of course. Kevin Durant ended up having Achilles, ruptured Achilles, surgery in New York City, tweeted out or Instagrammed out a uh, photo of himself and basically said, you know, he wanted to play because that's what I do. Uh, That's what he does. So good for him. And uh, time for everybody to just move on. You know, I think everybody had Kevin Durant's best interest in heart, including Kevin Durant. So, but all stuff, you know, images and whatnot, AP, that we're going to remember really for a long, long time, to say the least. Yeah, I think so. But I I, I believe that there was no way that Kevin Durant was going to sit on the sidelines if he had an opportunity to come and assist the Golden State Warriors in earning another championship. I just did not see him... His his mentality that I've viewed in the past was to he's a top competitor. He wants to prove himself on the court, and if he had any uh, way that he could 
uh, stay healthy enough to, to be a part of the team that that was going to happen. Right. Well, no one can ever question his dedication or toughness again. That's for darn sure. Ever, ever, ever. Um, after what he did. And, uh, and good for him. And then, again, good for the Raptors. You know, Kawhi Leonard from the shot he hit in Game 7. All-time memorable shot to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. The ball that bounced around. Uh, to, you know, just... Uh, the flurry he had in game five where he scored like 10 points in less than two minutes where he literally took over the game like you just rarely see. Uh, and all the way through, of course, he was the MVP. Uh, Toronto uh, took a chance, signed him, knowing it could very well be for one year, and that may turn out to be the case. But, you know, this is going to change the face not only of the NBA, but perhaps sports in general where teams now may be willing to just sign the best of the best for one year if they're available and worry about the rest later. And because, you, you know, Toronto made the greatest front office move maybe in sports history by signing him, trading away DeMar DeRozan, one of their all-stars, upsetting team chemistry possibly, and it paid off with a championship. So it was just awesome to see and Good for the Raptors and good for the city of Toronto, which is having an all-time day and good for the country of Canada. I mean, how often is a country so behind a team if it's not World <laughs> Cup or Olympics? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unique situation. And I'm sure the NBA, really, when you look at it, uh, John, if, if another city could not win, why not a country? Exactly. You elevate that, that audience participation and you you forever have these fans now you're another generation uh, you know they're adapted to winning now correct and of course the hockey mad country of Canada but now basketball is they're all in on basketball and the big winners when it's all really really said and done AP is the NBA because no team no league has you know wanted to be international more than the NBA. They've been, you know, doing things worldwide, especially in places like China forever. And now to have a champion from a different country for the NBA, I, I just believe that Adam Silver and the NBA in general just has to be loving the fact that a team from a different country won it. That, that really casts an international spotlight on them unlike no other. Yeah, that's, it's tremendous. I, I mean, I was, you know, I'm not against Golden State, but I was happy that Toronto won. Uh, right, me because, too. You know, you know, to have, you know, being the league all these years, you know, they had Vancouver originally and then Toronto as well. There was, those are the two teams representing Canada. And for Toronto to just maintain their, uh, you know, c competitive balance with the other teams on that side and then actually get to the, uh, championship series with Golden State, I thought it was phenomenal for everyone. Phenomenal, absolutely. I mean, anyone who's listened to this show for the last five years knows how much I enjoy the Warriors and watching them play. They, to a certain degree, revolutionized the game, brought back the three-pointer, Splash Brothers, all of that, which I think everybody, they were total entertainment. 
added a new level of entertainment to watching basketball and uh, I think we'll all be forever grateful for that. And AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our second segment. In fact, went a little over. So why don't we take this break and a lot more to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. talked a lot of basketball last segment, the Raptors, uh, beating the Warriors for the first-ever NBA championship, the parade in Toronto today. But also huge NBA news out last week as well with the – Lakers trading for Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. And to get Anthony Davis, they sent, uh, it's quite a trade, uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number four pick in this Thursday evening's draft, 
two future first round picks. So yeah, um, just an amazing haul for the Pelicans, but the Lakers got their man, Anthony Davis, to go with uh, with LeBron. So AP, you know Anthony Davis well. You played for Kentucky. You covered him in the SEC. He played in New Orleans, a city with which you're not that far from and, of course, very familiar with. And uh, so what do you think of this trade? It was uh, a blockbuster by any standard. Yeah, John, when you have these types of trades, you really must believe in the player, the superstar player you're trying to acquire because you're foregoing all these future picks. But Los Angeles is in, is in a town where you must win now. And you have LeBron James. I mean, why bring in one of the best players of all time to your city if you don't have the intentions of winning immediately? So they had to make this move. I don't think there's any doubt. And so we shall see if it works out. Exactly, hey, P. They had to make this move. You said it perfectly. Uh, obviously, this thing uh, was discussed way back a number of months ago when uh, you know, word got out to the public that LeBron, the Lakers with Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, were pursuing Anthony Davis. And uh, basically, along with LeBron's injury suffered on Christmas Day, that Anthony Davis pursuit, along with LeBron's injury, basically ended, torpedoed the Lakers rest of their season they didn't even make the playoffs and it basically torpedoed the uh pelican season as well um so it, it was you know nobody was a winner in the early stages of this uh two teams basically had their seasons uh sidetracked to at minimum and uh you know even leading to anthony uh davis <laughs> wearing a t-shirt uh, in the aftermath saying, that's all, folks. And uh, so it's just bad scene for everybody, AP. Yeah, I was. that was a little bit disturbing, John, the way Quite. he proceeded with his, with his agent uh, to try to orchestrate a trade and you just bury your own team. You know, I mean, and he's not the first superstar to want to be traded. Correct. And from the Lakers' point of view... And, uh, you know, of course, what, this is what happens. It's often overlooked. But, you know, players who are on the team are put out there. Word gets out that they're trade bait. And all of a sudden they feel betrayed by the team that they are actually playing for. And hence can lead to, uh, you know, just losing their love for the team that's paying them. So, it's just a bad scene all around. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was ever worse than this scenario because there were so many. It felt like the entire Lakers roster was being dangled, shall we say, which just uh, right. upset all of them with good reason. Right. Yeah. And it was um, on both sides. It was mismanaged, I think, John, from Anthony Davis and his his team and and uh, the Los Angeles Lakers as well. I mean, you don't need to reinvent the wheel when you're trying to make a trade and acquire players, John. There's a, a way to, to handle the situation, and they just 
you know, for whatever reason, they just went on another path that was self-destructive. Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, self-destructive, to, to say the least. But anyway, you know, I guess if there's good news, you know, at least looking forward, it's that, uh, you know, they did get it done. Uh, I have to think, you know, the Lakers, uh, got they got what they wanted, which was Anthony Davis. It was clearly Anthony Davis or bust, with good reason. He's he's a terrific player. And, uh, and David Griffin, the new GM of the... Pelicans, uh, formerly of the Cavaliers, and uh, you know, I think he has. Uh, he's obviously got the number one pick, so he's going to draft Zion Williamson this Thursday night. You throw in all those players, I'm, I'm sure their uh, their appetites are are excited at the thought of Lonzo Ball, a great passer, lobbing the ball to Zion Williamson for his uh, now famous thunder dunks. So. Uh, I think New Orleans is sitting pretty. They've they've got a good foundation of young players to go along with the number one pick in Zion. Yeah, I think that you know it's going to work out for Zion to go to New Orleans, um, and hopefully he'll be accept you know accepting of that that scenario. But um, I know the New Orleans fans they can't wait to see Zion Williamson play. Correct. Not to mention AP that you know. Uh, Obviously, he'll be the number one pick, but they also have the number four pick now that they got from the Lakers. So who knows what they're going to do with that? There seems to be a lot of chatter that they're going to try to get a veteran player uh, with that, you know, trade the number four pick for a veteran player who can come in and be the veteran leadership that all these young players are going to need, Zion and and the players they got from the Lakers, all young, Brandon Ingram, uh, Lonzo, Gary Hart. So it's all very uh, intriguing, but I, I think the Pelicans are suddenly, you know, a, a team to watch, it, you know, in general and on TV. They look pretty interesting. I mean, Zion is a TV magnet, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there'll be an infusion of um, anticipation and excitement for that city and that team, and they need something good to happen for them because it's been been a while since, um, you know, they were in the playoffs and... And with Zion Williamson, I mean, those Thunder Dunks, I mean, they're going to sell a lot of jerseys. They'll probably come up with some type of name in New Orleans for his, his antics. Oh, no question. There's a, there, there, there's a town that knows how to give a nickname, um, as you would know better than most. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Zion is the, you know, the most uh, charismatic player to come into the NBA and I don't know, maybe since LeBron, as, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, he, he's beyond special. Um, so, yeah, I, I think New Orleans, uh, they made the right move. You can't have an unhappy player. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you, you just, who wants to have a player who in any job, let alone the NBA or professional sports, where a guy doesn't want to be there. It just doesn't work, just to put it mildly. And no. it's there for all no, to see. Yeah. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just said it's there for all to see. It's, uh, you, you know, it's way way too visible. And so they made the right move, I'm sure. David Griffin, who knows his way around an NBA team, dealing with, you know, LeBron and the Cavs 
for all those years uh, as their GM, uh, you know, he, he clearly recognized that it wasn't going to work going with AD. And it probably was as simple as, do you want to be here or not? And he said no, and that was that. <laughs> so I, I think he got a good haul. I think he did a good job. It was a short conversation. And, and, John, when you see teams like Cleveland and, of course, they had LeBron, but you see Toronto can win. I mean, all these other cities should take heart. Right. If Toronto can win, they can um, construct a roster. They can win the championship. We can do it in our city. In uh, New Orleans, they, I mean, th- that can happen if, with good leadership and management. Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, what Toronto did is, uh, as I said earlier, going to change the face of the NBA, perhaps, and change the face of professional sports in general, where going out and getting one of the top three players in any league, i.e. Kawhi Leonard, uh, coming off injury and everything else, a lot of uncertainty there, but taking a gamble. They took it, it paid off, and now everybody, I think, is going to look and be more likely to take that gamble on uh, a singular superstar, shall we say. Yeah, I think so. It could, could set a trend. Maybe you see some more blockbuster trades trying to make it happen for their team and their city, and, and, and that can happen. Which is, I think, exactly what the Lakers just did, right? <laughs> Although they gave up – feels like they gave up half their team to do it and maybe a piece of their future, but that's who they wanted. They got them, and we'll see how it all turns out. They're, they're not done. You know, with LeBron no. there, they'll be they'll be bringing in a lot of people. And AP, we've actually got to the end of our uh, third segment, so why don't we take our break now, and we'll uh, join you on the other side with a few more items uh, that we need to get to right after this break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. 
host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Traveler's Championship golf tournament this week in Cromwell, Connecticut, right outside Hartford. I will be there covering it, and specifically Sunday, the final day. The Travelers has a history of fabulous final days, uh, never more on display than Jordan Spieth's iconic chip from the sand to win it a couple years ago. Uh, but there's been many others as well. I will be there in person throughout the week covering the tournament. And AP, you used to live right down the road from where the Travelers has played. And uh, and you've covered many tournaments uh, along with me. So we love this tournament. Uh, it's always very, very well done. And I know it's near and dear to your heart. John, it's one of the best run tournaments in all of golf. I mean, you, you talk to the players and other officials, and it's always been fabulous. I really have enjoyed the times that I've covered the Travelers Championship. I mean, they treat the media uh, with the utmost respect. And yes. the, the, the hospitality is number one. I don't see how anybody can improve what they do for the media and all the patrons. And AP, you... Make a great point because I said at the uh, opening segment of today's show that the last two years, 2017-2018, it won the PGA Award as the player's choice uh, <laughs> as their favorite tournament. Uh, so that just says it all. So we're exactly yeah. backing up what you just said. It's The, the players <laughs> believe it's the best tournament of the year. And AP, it's a great, great field and you know uh brooks kepka we'll start with him (laughs) i nearly made history uh, about 16 hours ago uh, by winning a third straight Mm -hmm. u.s open he finished second but you know jordan speed uh francisco molinari phil mickelson defending champ bubba watson justin thomas who you know well from university of alabama Bryson DeChambeau, on and on and on. It's a great field, and AP, it's a testament to this tournament that these top 10 players and a great field in general are willing to, uh, you know, get on a plane from California to come out to the Travelers. Uh, You know, 
in the wake of playing in a major and the pressure and all that, the, the drain that occurs, yet uh, they're flying cross-country and they're probably already arrived here in New England to play in the Travelers. And it happens year in, year out, because it's traditionally the week after the U.S. Open. So that just is, again, just serves as, uh, you know, a great homage to how well and how highly they think of the Travelers Tournament. Yeah, John, and they probably sent a, a jet to bring all the players to the East Coast. I'm sure that probably was arranged. And one of the other great things You're about right. the Travelers Championship is the fact that they invite the younger players who are just beginning their career. Somebody like a Justin Thomas, I remember that was either his first or second tournament he had an exemption to play. And once they experience that hospitality and that generosity of spirit, they don't forget. And so they come year after year to that tournament. Exactly right, AP. It's just, uh, and I remember in the past they have indeed <clears throat> literally sent jets, made accommodations, whatever it is, to get them there. Again, you, you know, in the wake of uh, the U.S. Open. So it's uh, it's going to be great. You know, I... You know, how lucky am I because I'm covering that this week, but I also covered another one of the, for the first time, the most, one of the most popular tournaments on tour, the Valspar, down near Tampa at Innisbrook, uh, legendary Innisbrook uh, Resort uh, back in March, and it was just spectacular. So uh, here I am covering my second fan favorite, player favorite tournament. And uh, so, yeah. It's going to be fabulous. I can't wait. Yeah, John, I always enjoyed that tournament. And there's a big field, uh, all the talented players on the on the tour. You get so many of them. And the weather is usually fairly good as well. Right. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, uh, looks good for the weekend. Maybe not so great between now and then. Calling for some rain, which should hopefully end uh by Friday, but, you know, it's like back and forth, you know, it's a little sketchy, but importantly, Saturday and Sunday look fabulous. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. No doubt about it. And, uh, and then AP, uh, so three majors down one to go, uh, the open this year is going to be played in Northern Ireland. Really cool. Um, yes. and at Royal Port Rush, which is, uh, you know, Rory McElroy's backyard. So the pressure on him will be overwhelming. That'll be, uh, uh, the end of July, just in a few weeks, a uh, month or so yeah, again in Northern Ireland. Uh, it's just going to be awesome. So, uh, AP it's tickets sold out faster than any tournament in the history of golf. Uh, like in an hour or something. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so to say that Ireland is ready for this would be an understatement. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, it's it's always fun when the uh, events are take place in a country that's not used to that that uh, pageantry, and so good for them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it reminds me of how lucky I was in 2014. I was in London, and they were holding the beginning of the Tour de France in London for the first time in like a hundred years, very similar to 
uh, the Open being played in Northern Ireland. So it's just, again, how lucky am I? So I'll end on that note. And AP, thank you as always for calling in and adding your expertise. Another a memorable week in sports, truly, with championships being decided. And uh, again, appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much, John. It was my pleasure. All right, and thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.